This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 88 finishes 12th in Kentucky. Raindrops were the only thing Dale Jr. was dodging this weekend, Mike. Watch out, Betty. There's a tire in the road. The Dale Jr. download starts now. Y'all did a good job. Couldn't have run out good if y'all hadn't passed it up because you did. We'll just have to keep digging. we got to get stuff, fast stuff, do it, doing everything right. Yeah, 10-4. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to have speed. Congrats on the poll. That was fun. That first pit stall looked good. So, all right, let's go home. On to Daytona. All right, there you go. Uh, 12th place finish, and who would have thought at the beginning of the day uh, everyone would have been happy with a 12th place finish. But when a tire flies into your grill, uh, you're pretty happy with the fact the way that they gained on it because the 88 was running around in about 30th, 25th, 19th. They came from the back. They did. They had to come from the back. They had to a, basically start all over. With a somewhat of a torn-up race car, Mike, and – um, you know, you can look at it half empty or, or half full of the glass. You can say, gosh, man, they had maybe the car to beat. I mean, you saw the way Jimmy Johnson was running around that track. Dale Jr. had the same car, if not better. Uh, and it, it, Hamlin's, Hamlin's tire flies into his grill. Or you can say, you know what? They really made chicken salad out of chicken yes. bleep. Yeah. Well, the lead has been a dangerous place for Dell Jr. to be in this year, especially in the last three races, has it not? Yeah. I mean, the, with the with the motor issue in Michigan, as he's dominating that race, and then he's up there in the lead. And the you know, I'm like Steve Letarte. I don't like to blame poor finishes uh, on bad luck. You know, you don't. It all it's cyclical. You know, what comes around, it, it, it all evens out. However, when a tire casing comes flying out of the access road. While you're in the lead, that is bad luck. Even worse luck than that is that, I mean, it, it hit Jimmy Johnson's 48 just like it hit Dale Jr.'s, but but it hit the 88 right smack dab in the grill. I was worried all, about the radiator. All it did to Johnson's was it cosmetic damage to the right side of the car, but it didn't mess up any of the infrastructure right. of right. the car, and... Dale Jr. didn't even take his helmet off after the race. He went straight to look at the grill as soon as things were over. How do I know that? Because I was there. <laughs> I was going to say. And, how, uh, how do you know, Taylor? <laughs> I will talk a little bit about why I was in Kentucky uh, this weekend. Some funny stories to share with you. Kelly Earnhardt Miller will be in studio with us. She's on her way. All right. We look forward to that. And, of course, we get to reaction theater calls. I'm sure those are entertaining as always. But let's hear – some of the things that Junior, Steve Letarte, and TJ Majors had to say this weekend. In fact, uh, let's start with uh, what happened there on lap 38, Dustin. Caution is out there. Just ran over that casing. I bet it f***ed the whole car up. Yeah, it looked like it smashed a little grilling. All right. We'll have to take a look at it next time by and decide what we want to do. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Spectacular. Looks like it pushed our lower grill screen in a little bit. We'll just get out here and run and see if it's affected the balance and uh, see what our temps are. We'll, that'll give us a good idea of how big the hole is. They showed the replay. That tire rolled off his car on the access road as we were entering the corner. So that's just bad luck. We hit it, bounced off of us, and hit the 48. Hit the 48 up higher, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know. I saw it all in slow boat. <laughs> yeah. 
What, you just couldn't zig, man, at like 160? <laughs> Come on, man. What yeah. Kind of, what's wrong I mean, you? all you had is a tire flying at your grill. I mean, you can't zig. You're not looking for that? Yeah, you can just tell. I mean, both of them, Steve and Junior, just right there, are like, you got to be kidding me. Or maybe right. you got to be something else. Uh, but you know what? Again, made the most out of it. Uh, and Kelly Earnhardt Miller is in here with us. And as uh, Dale Jr.'s sister, when you see a, a tire flying at your brother's grill, what's your reaction? <laughs> well, my first reaction was, oh, that's no big deal, because I thought I really didn't think about how heavy it actually was. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's like a piece of trash going up in yeah. the grill. No big deal. And um, so my first the first thing I said is, oh, well, we'll be all right. And my husband's like, uh, no, that was a lot bigger than you think it was. <laughs> so I needed, you know, the race car driver and him to come out and uh, and. Uh, and he's like, I think this is going to be bad, you know. Uh, well, they made so. the they made the most of it, for sure. Um, and and again, all day long they kept coming in, Mike, to try to fix it as best they could. And uh, during a big red flag, which involved uh, Brad Keselowski and uh, Greg Biffle, thanks and, to Kurt Busch, and a lot of other cars, too. and a lot yeah. of other cars, uh, there was a diagnosis under the red flag when they gave up second place. Let's hear that. Big wreck. Finally, we got fire and debris everywhere. Make sure you have a lot of room around you there. Yeah. All right, I think this is the decision we're going to have to make. There's 220 to go. So basically, the grill screen and all is still there. No problem. It's pushed back like an inch, but it's still bolted in the nose. No problem. The splitter's up a little bit. I don't know how we're going to get that down under the brake duct because it's only up in like a one-foot section. But I think the other issue is, you know, like where the parking decal is, is that real recessed part of the nose. It looks like that piece is broken. I'm under the opinion we might pit. If we run green here and it is bad and we lose last, the day's over. You know, we need, to, we need to try to get ahead of it, I think. Yeah, and, and that was absolutely the right call. You've got to make that call at that point, Mike. It was kind of fortunate that they had so many cautions that uh, over the next few laps because they weren't planning on pitting, and it allowed them to kind of look at it. It was actually kind of funny because it was the coolest collection of intel that I've ever seen. I mean, Latard even had people emailing him on the pit, uh, on the pit box pictures of the grill. From TV, uh, from the TV angle, so um, so it gave them a chance to actually look and see what the problem was, and then the red flag. I mean, who thought that was going to come? Yeah. That that enabled Junior to angle his car, park it, so they could really get a good look, and then they made the decision to pit. And they, boy, did they ever! They pitted on lap ninety, lap ninety two. Actually, the rest of the race was was spent pitting and taping up that car and fixing the damage. One of my responsibilities uh, yesterday required me to listen to Kurt Busch's radio, and I don't know that I like the somber, apologetic Kurt Busch, because that's what we got yesterday. He felt He felt terrible about what happened. He went to Twitter immediately after the race and apologized to everyone. I was like, who is this guy trapped in Kurt Busch's body? But you're right, it did. That wreck with Kislowski and Biffle and others did allow uh, the, the team to get a good look. And, and I have to tell you, now, they were on the other end of pit road, but Steve Letarte was working that pit box, yes, coming up and down that ladder and going and looking at that car uh, and they did a really, really good job. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, I mean, I, I read he had binoculars, and, yep. and I, you know, I thought it was funny, too. He said, you know, the friend emailed the picture because I was getting ready to do that myself. I'm up at the TV, you know, thinking I should uh, – they need some intel. Do your part, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from time to time, I text our team, so it works. That's right, absolutely. Anything that you can do. Um, okay, well, here's another clip. Uh, the 88 uh, team made its final pit stop. Under the ninth caution lap, that's at 243 with 24 to go. And Stevie elected to take uh, four tires. A lot of other people took zero. Matt Kenseth took zero, won the race. Some others uh, took two. And those tires 
really seemed to be beneficial. Junior picked off some spots. Let's hear it. All right, most everybody took either none or two. Yeah, that's just not our race right now with the damage and stuff, but I want you to put four on it. Yeah, two four. I'm real sorry to cost us a bunch. Yeah, buddy, that's all right. That's right. This is the race to do it. We'll get back on our horse next week. I'm proud of the car we started with. It was nice to lead some laps. Our luck just wasn't with us today. Yeah, I heard that. I normally don't blame it on luck, but when a tire rolls across the grass out in front of you in the middle of the corner, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, I mean, what else, what else are you supposed to say? So, uh, all in all, a 12th place finish, and you know what? Picked up some points. Picked up some points, and think about the points they picked up just on the, those last two restarts. I mean, they were already talking about next week, and, you know, hey, that's all right, we'll get them next week. There was still some racing to go, and Junior made a big gain in those last 20 laps. He went from 20th to 18th on that. There was a quick caution. Oh, it was for, for the 48 spin, right? Mm -hmm. And that brought out the last caution. And then Junior went from 17th to 11th in two laps. Yeah. With those fresh tires in that outside lane starting spot on that last restart, think about the points he gained just there. Well, he did. Uh, the only guy that passed him during that time was Johnson, who had a uh, hatchet, yeah. hatchet well, out his window. Yeah, yeah. He was, that was an angry man <laughs> yeah. yesterday uh, with what happened on the heat. Man, Jimmy Johnson and restarts, not very happy about that uh, right now. We can talk about that a little bit later on. But, uh, okay, again, yesterday my responsibilities required me to be uh, down there talking to people, and one of my responsibilities was going to catch up with Dale Jr. for the Performance Racing Network after the race. And I'm here with the pole sitter, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Had a great car today, held a lot of speed, and I mean, what can you do when a tire hits your front grill? Hey, uh, you know, you fix it and keep going. Uh, guys did a good job on pit road all day long, working on it and trying to fix everything. Not sure we got everything back like it's supposed to be, but uh, we did well enough to get some decent, uh, get a decent finish out of it. And just proud of the, how hard the team worked. Did a good job for qualifying, put a good car out there for the race, and. Uh, you know, we can't, can't do nothing about what happened out there on the racetrack with that casing. And uh, just we get, they worked hard to get it get it right and get it good enough where we could run well. So uh, they deserve a lot of credit today. So considering all that, you got to be very happy with the 12th place finish, right? I'm super happy uh, considering how we, what we went through and happy for the guys. They worked really hard and on pit road trying to repair everything. They, they, you know, it's not a lot of fun doing what they did today. Not a lot. That's not the way you want to spend your weekends. And so it's good to get a good finish for them. All right, again, and uh, thanks to the Performance Racing Network for, totally. let, for letting us use that. Uh, very nice of them to uh, allow us to do that. Okay, now I want to ask both of y'all because the two of you know Dale Jr. about as well as anyone, starting with Kelly. Um, he, he loves having speed. You know, if he, if he has a good finish but doesn't have a great car, sometimes you won't hear from a, a very happy Dale Earnhardt Jr., but he had a lot of speed yesterday and they were able to fix the car well enough to get him some points. So you hear an enthusiastic fellow there. Yeah, I think when um, he's confident that the car is, is as good as it can be, when something like that happens, uh, you know, it, it makes it a lot better. I mean, you, you knew you had a good car. Um, you knew you had a fast car. You had a, a, a chance to win a race. So um, when, when, you have a, when you have something like that and you don't have the greatest car, it just makes for a long day, and, and no driver likes that. So. Did you talk to him? Last night, uh, just a little bit back and forth uh, by text. So he seemed uh, he seemed in good spirits. So, okay. cool. wait, Mike. I mean, you've been saying that for years. Yeah. Is that Dale Jr. wants speed, and he had it yesterday. Man, did he ever? Yeah, that that was good. Hey, the pole. I mean, what is it? That's his eleventh pole. We didn't even talk about that. His eleventh pole of his career. Uh, did he set the track record? He did set the track I mean, record. Who saw that coming? Well, no one, because right before he went out, Jimmy Johnson 
I mean, I thought there was fire coming from the back end of his car. I mean, everybody was in shock with the lap that he just laid it yeah. down there. Nobody expected that, and he set the track record. And, and then Dale Jr. comes in right behind him, and people are like, there's, there's no way. He just beat Johnson? And uh, it was amazing all weekend the difference between um, speed and overcast skies mm. to, to sunny skies. And Jr. got a cloud and checked out. You know, that brings up another point. I was curious on what uh, what what the changes were going to be to the cars and the handling being that it was supposed to be on a Saturday night yeah. and ended up being played out on a Sunday. Well, Stevie told me in the one hour that we were on uh, Saturday night on PRN before they, they canceled the race or suspended the race, he said, you could tell in his voice, but he, but he said, you know what, we practiced during the day. We feel like we really made some gains on it as we practiced. We qualified on the pole during the day. It'd be fine with us if we raced during the day. There you go. All so right. um, it, it was interesting to see, and Kyle Busch was a really angry guy after because his car was so different in sunny skies, way worse in sunny skies than it, were, than it was in overcast skies. So a lot of people were dealing with setup conditions all weekend long. All right, uh, before we go off the grid, there's only one snack food here at Dirty Mo' Radio, and that's Dale Jr. Potato Chips. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to find a store that carries them or place an order for yourself. That's DaleJrFoods.com. Dustin, let's go off the grid. Off the grid. Kelly Earnhardt Miller is here with us, and Kelly, I'm going to share some stories from my weekend, and then we want to talk to you about how things are going for you. you got a lot going on that we want to get into in uh, just a minute. First, I want to thank the people at the Performance Racing Network. Why in the world they decided to help let, let me be a pit reporter this weekend, I'll never understand. Who didn't show up for work over there? Well, Jim, no, it- basically because <laughs> Marty Smith is so good at what he does, he gets to take some weeks off. And when he gets to take a week off, Jim Noble, who usually is a pit reporter gotcha. for PRN, gets bumped up to TV. I got gotcha. you. And some little dude, peon like me. I thought you did awesome. Well, thank you. No I, lie. I had a blast uh, this weekend. The thing that blew me away more than anything were people talking about Dirty Mo' Radio. I couldn't go anywhere this weekend without somebody in the media center, someone involved in NASCAR, or fans saying something to me about it. For example, I had to text Mike this on uh, Friday night during the Nationwide race. I'm sitting in one of the pit stalls on Friday night, and one of the officials at Kentucky Speedway says, hey, I mean, yells at me, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be here. He goes, man, I love Dirty Mo' Radio. (laughs) And I I say, how'd you know? He goes, well, I know you have a beard now, and I I saw pictures (laughs) of you and all this. And, I mean, it was crazy how many people came up to me and said something. So thank both of y'all for letting me do this uh, podcast every week because it's been a blast. You guys are doing a good job, and, uh, you know, Mike and I were talking about it. The more people that listen to it, I mean, they love it. So yeah. if you just get that one opportunity to check it out, then uh, and then I tell think you're ten of your friends and, and tell yeah, so tell some people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was cool. Just all the people coming up to me this weekend. All right, and two other things that happened this weekend before we, we bring in Kelly. One is, um, I am the most forgetful person you will ever meet. Anyone um, that that has anything to do with me will uh, will tell my wife. Anyone will tell you, man, he leaves things everywhere. So I get out of the car yesterday uh, to get on the plane. And as soon as I get out of the car, Stevie Latart's right there, and he says, Taylor, did the Red Sox win? And I'm fumbling around trying to find things. <laughs> and somehow, uh, in the time that Steve Latart said, did the Red Sox win, which they did, um, and me getting all my bags and trying to jump on the plane, I left my cell phone in Kentucky. Was it Latart's fault? Well, no, I'm Can just we saying. Can we blame him? I'm not saying we should blame him because he's responsible for him. I love Steve Latart. Oh. 
I love Steve Latart. But somehow he, I got all flustered. My cell phone is still in Kentucky, and here I am in Charlotte. I know so, who you can blame. Blame, blame JJ. Oh. That's right. You know what? Yeah. Nice that was a great tweet he sent. Do you see that Saturday yeah. night yeah. when awesome. he said, "Rain will race tomorrow." Blame yeah. JJ. Right. Yeah. That was so good. Jimmy Johnson JJ. has a sense of humor. And the last thing is, we didn't bring this up last week, but there's always competition for spots on the track, and even real good friends can get upset with each other when somebody cuts someone else off out on the track. And in Sonoma, Dale Jr.'s real good buddy Matt Kenseth got a little upset with Jr. for cutting him off, and they. They made, it was fine, but it was just, you know, post-race, winding down stuff. Well, after that, unbeknownst to Junior and everyone on Junior's plane, they they took some beer off someone else's plane, and they didn't know whose plane it was at the time. Well, it turns out it was Matt Kenseth's plane. <laughs> right. well, the, yeah, the story goes is, is Junior texted his pilots and said, hey, you know, I'd like to have a couple beers uh, yeah. you know, on the plane. He said, yeah, no problem, we got this. Junior thinking that they're going to go buy it down the at the store. local <laughs> convenience store. So when he gets on the plane, He's like, here, you know, here's some beers. And then he's like, yeah, well, where'd you get these? Because they didn't look like they'd just been bought. And he's yeah. like, oh, we got them off Matt Kenseth's plane. And he goes, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, cut, I cut you off in traffic in Sonoma, and I and stole, I stole your, beer. your beer. Yeah. I think oh. stealing your beer is worse than cutting you off, by the yeah. way. I think that's what Junior actually felt, felt worse about, was yeah. that he took the beer off Matt's plane. Well, don't feel bad about it anymore, because Matt no. Kenseth won the race that's yesterday. That's right. Yeah, we'll call it even. He yeah. can buy enough yeah. beer at this and, point, yeah. And Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jr., in my opinion, have better cars than Matt Kenseth, and Kenseth won the race. So we're not going to feel bad for the 20 no. anymore. But uh, some good stuff off the grid this weekend. But uh, Kelly Earnhardt-Miller is in here, and uh, Kelly, uh, you've got a lot going on. First and foremost, uh, tell us how things are going at, uh, at Junior Motorsports these days. Seems like a lot of momentum. Yeah, I'm really pleased, um, you know, with the the activity on the track and and just really more so the the race shop. I mean, everybody is working together. It's just a, a positive mindset. Everybody's uh, working towards the same goals and and on the same page. And um, uh, it, it's just it's really been a good year for us. All right, let's get serious. Now I'm going to hit you with questions about Dale Jr. and I want you to fill in the blank. When Jr. comes to my house, it's usually for He's bored. <laughs> and that makes you feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The thing that makes Junior most happy is. Oh, gosh. Oh. I'm speechless. Well, what's the thing that Let makes you most happy with Junior? Oh, uh, when he wants to have a long conversation. I guess y'all don't do that at your house, though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The okay. thing that makes Junior most mad is? <laughs> if you Bothering him <laughs> <laughs> with anything complex. That's right. <sighs> uh, between your dad and, and your uh, brother, when you think of one race that stands out the most as their greatest race, which one for your dad, which one for your brother? Uh, my dad, I mean, the 500 when he sure. won, absolutely. No question asked. Uh, for Dale, uh, gosh, I'd say probably the um, the win in Texas, you know, with the cup car, the first Texas win. I think that stands out for me. Um, I got one more to, to ask her about. Um, considering all the pressure, I don't think there's ever been more pressure on a driver. I mean ever in this history of NASCAR than when Dale Earnhardt Jr. decides to drive a Wrangler number three in Daytona yeah. And you match up Richard Childress and Junior Motorsports and 
all these different partners together, and Richard's, uh, you know, uh, owning the car, and Tony Jr. is on the pit box. All these people are put together, and you win the race. Yeah. That had to be a real satisfying night. That was an awesome one, too. And, um, you know, it gets to be so many that you, you forget about it. But we were talking about July 4th um, with Mike, and, and that probably is um, an awesome July 4th memory for me yeah. because I was sitting in Caraway. I was up at Caraway Speedway watching LW Modified Race. I'm in the back of a pickup truck outside the fence, you know, watching the mods, and I have my satellite TV um, with me watching that race. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's getting down to the wire, and, and um, LW's race got over. He came out in the truck, and I've got all these fans by the time, you know, because I'm the one with the TV. And so I have all these fans on the truck with me, and um, LW comes up, and, and we watch the race right there um, on the back stretch of Caraway Speedway and watch them win. So. Which one was more emotional for you, that one? Or when he won the the July Fourth race in '01. Uh, probably the July one. Yeah. 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 God, that's the most emotional. For I didn't even know these people at that time. That was <laughs> emo- that was emotional. Yep, yeah. Really. Same here. <laughs> I yeah. think for me because I knew that that when he and his friends had went down, they went down for the week of the whole you know right. race, and and he had told me they went out to the racetrack and and you kind of rode around, and and so when you know that was just that was big. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I want to ask you this, Kelly. You know Dale Earnhardt Jr. is your brother, you know, not as Dale Earnhardt Jr. And you certainly knew the Intimidator as your father, okay? So you had this very personal relationship with both of them as any daughter or sister would. So what is it like when you were out at the track with your dad and you see the the most famous man in motorsports out there on the track? And what is it like for you when you go out to a race with your brother and you see, again, the most famous man in motorsports as a sister or a daughter? What is that like for you? Well, it's just pretty, it's really amazing. Um, you know, growing up, I I didn't think of, of my dad in the famous life, yeah. you know, per se. And um, so, you know, just for, for so many people to be, um, you know, so passionate about my family and my dad and my brother, it really kind of puts you in a state of awe yeah. until I met Reba McIntyre. <laughs> and then, of course. And then I put it all into perspective because all these years she was my favorite. And, you know, I went to every concert in the world for, for 12 years watching her. And I got the chance to meet her about three years ago. And I had that same feeling that people have about my dad and brother. And, you know, when my dad and brother were doing autograph sessions, I, people will be in the line and they're about to pass out. And, and they say, I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, listen, you got to get it together. This is your 30 seconds that you're going to meet the person mm-hmm. that you love. And I felt the same way with Reba McIntyre. And that kind of put it in perspective for me that, you know, to put myself on the fan side and yeah. um, and and look at them like that, you know, and, and try to put myself in the mind of, of all the people that, you know, just love our family. So Was that at the Country Music Awards? No, I actually met her at I a concert in Greensboro. Because yeah. we went to the Country Music Awards, you, yep. me, Dale. And she was there, and I knew you were yeah, getting a little get to nervous to me- about the possibility of meeting her, and I never knew if you actually met her there. No, I didn't meet her there. It was at a concert in Greensboro in, uh, I think, 2009. Um, and, I mean, I'm telling you what, I was speechless. I had the tears in my eyes. My, I was shaking. And I think they had told her ahead of time um, that I was coming <laughs> Watch to out. meet her. And <laughs> she got a fan <laughs> coming, and she's going to probably yeah. lose it. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and I was in the back of the line of the meet and greet, and I mean, she did her best to try to make me feel feel good. And and then I was so mad at myself afterwards for ruining the whole moment. I had my dang thirty seconds, and I ruined yeah, it. Yeah, you were so, that fan. Yeah, I was that fan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Now I know how they all feel. Did did, did Biggie have that person that he would have like actually got nervous to meet? 
gosh, you know, I, I mean, I just remember my dad is just so calm and collected, yeah, you know. Right. And, I mean, he met everybody under the sun. See, and That's what astonishes me about Dale Jr. is that yeah. he meets a lot of people and a lot of big-name people. And it's just, you know, plays it cool. The people that he geeks out over are people you would never in Expect, a million years yeah. think. But he does do that, though. Like, yeah. He does. He doesn't want to bother him. Like, give some examples of who those people well, are. Captain Bill is a good example. Captain Bill is yeah, a good example. Matthew Barry, the fantasy guy at ESPN, is still the one that cracks <laughs> me up because I was on vacation in Hilton Head, and Junior was up at ESPN doing the, the ESPN car wash, and he starts texting me a picture. He's like, can you believe I met him? Yeah. And I'm like, who is that? <laughs> and I'm like, is it ESPN? It's got to be an athlete. No, it's the fantasy writer who we now have he's become a nice great. Guy, but yeah, yeah, we've become good friends with Matthew Barry, and he's even been on this podcast, and he's coming on again uh, here in, in the next month or so. So, the the fact that Junior geeks out over the fantasy football guy at ESPN uh, is it, it speaks volumes on who Junior is as a right, person. Really. Well, and and RG three is another one. I mean, like he he has told me several times that. I just don't want to bother him. The last thing in the world I would ever want to do is bother him. And and I tell you what, I have great perspective, more perspective than ever, after being the guy that was supposed to interview Junior all weekend, qualifying, mm-hmm. rain outs, you know, on the pole, after the race. It, it, so many people want a piece of Dale Jr.'s mm-hmm. time, and he handles it. 3,000 times better than I would. Yeah, I'd be in jail, okay, if, if somebody required me uh, to meet all the people. I mean, think of it this way. He's on the pole, okay, 15 minutes before they drop the green flag. There is a line a mile long of wonderful soldiers, and this happens every weekend with the National Guard on the car, but there is a, there is a mile-long line of people that want a picture with Dale Jr., and he accommodates every single one of them, and I'm telling you we are – 13 minutes from dropping the rag. Yeah. And in every single one of them, he takes a pick. There's no way I could do that. But he does. He handles his fame incredibly well. But I also can sense that because so many people want a piece of his time, he's very respectful of other celebrities' time. He, As a matter of fact, he just reminded me of a story from Daytona. I guess it was about 2006 or seven. But, uh, you know, in Speed Weeks, they've got the uh, sports car, the Rolex cars out there as well. And we were practicing for the shootout. And, um, you know, when in the garage, a lot of people yeah. come up to the garage and you got to really try to keep them back so the team can work well. There was a gentleman that walked in and he just acted like he knew the place. He walked right up to Dale Jr. And I'm like, you know, and I had to step up and like, sir, no, 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 sir, away. Yeah. They're practicing. You got to leave them alone. And Jr. comes up to me and goes, you just threw out McDreamy, man. <laughs> and, and I'm like, who's McDreamy? And he goes, you know, the guy at the hospital show, you know, McDreamy. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, how can you not know McDreamy, man? Bring him back. And so I'm like, all right. So to your point, yeah, he's respectful to the celebrities. Yeah. Mike threw out McDreamy. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Hey, last thing I want to ask you is a business question. I, I know the last two weeks have been tough for, for Regan Smith and Junior Motorsports. But if I told you going into the 4th of July weekend that Junior Motorsports in the seven car, we're going to have an eight-point lead in the standings. I think you probably would have taken it, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's disappointing to go from the 50-some point lead down. But, um, yeah, if, if you're making that uh, discussion happening before the before the uh, year starts, uh, I mean, we're, we're in great position. I'd rather them be chasing us than us chasing them. So. Yep, Regan loves being a part of this team. I hung out with him a little bit uh, Friday night, and – 
Man, I tell you what, y'all have had a lot of speed this year, one, two races, and I know the second half looks really good too. Last thing is um, shout-out to Carson and all that's going on with her. I know you are so fired up about that. Yeah, she's excited, um, uh, you know, with the Nickelodeon sponsorship with Sandy Cheeks. Um, she's racing in California, a lot tougher competition out there. Um, she's having a good time. She's uh, she's finished 10th in her first race and 11th this past weekend. And um, But she's learning the track. I, I think the place she's running, you have to really be close to the wall to, to get mm. that perfect line. And um, so she, you know, I think uh, she's not been used to that and, and kind of getting used to that. So um, uh, she's she's having a good time, and I'm real proud of her. Awesome. Imagine how good she's going to be when she comes back after a month, you know, racing those tracks out in California. That's She's going to be good. Yeah. Really fun to have Kelly Earnhardt Miller in studio with us here on Off the Grid. Now, I want you to stay around for Reaction Theater because this, <laughs> this, this is one of the best parts. This is Junior's favorite part of the yeah. show, and it is crazy. Let's go, Dustin. Everybody's been screaming Junior needed to get better qualifying. We hit the pole. What did he get us? The first car to hit the <laughs> tire. <laughs> That's right. Go back to 15th. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that uh, you know what? You want to be in that position every single week. And um, I, I don't I don't think you need to worry on a week-by-week week basis of uh, a tire hitting your grill. <laughs> That's right. I hope not. Next. Are you freaking kidding me? Only Jimmy Johnson can go faster after a freaking tire hits the car and make it better. Unbelievable. Oh, well, way to go, Stevie and the boys, for getting that car better. Hell yeah. Right. I don't know if Jimmy went faster. He was fast already, yeah. um, but uh, it certainly didn't hurt his car. It just cosmetic damage to his and much more to the 88. Yeah. But, again, salvaged, certainly salvaged a, a day that could have been tough. Next. How is it that both Dale and Jimmy – and hit the same tire, and it crushes Dale's splitter, crushes his grill to where it takes nearly 200 laps for them to get the water temperature back to where it is. Yet, according to TNT, when it hits Jimmy's car, it somehow helps his downforce. I am speechless at that. On the other hand, Dale, going from 23rd to 12th in the final 30 laps, awesome. It was. Should we blame JJ or Hamlin? Uh, for, for that. <laughs> I don't know, but I had the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay, Stevie Latart, here's what you need to do. You got to go down to your closest emergency room or and or animal clinic and get as much anti-venom as you can get your hands on because, son, right now, the 88 team is snake bit. You go through those periods, though. Every team has them. They do, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so... Mike, I mean, Jeff Gordon, 24 team, seems like they've gone through it all year. Yeah, yeah. You could say that to a lot of drivers. I mean, even Casey Kane. Think about the problems that leaders have had this year. I mean, was it the Michigan race where Junior, I mean, Junior yep. blew up, but then Casey Kane was leading, and then he hit the wall? He had problems, yeah. yeah. Gordon ran three laps, and Labonte took care of that. Yeah, <laughs> so. but, uh, yeah, it's been, the lead has been a tough spot for drivers this year. <laughs> Next. Dale Earnhardt, Jr. I have no words. Incredible comeback. Great job preparing that car. Jason, Steve, Caleb, everybody. That was just incredible. I know we have bad luck. We've started on the pole, but we rally, and you can't keep a good team down. Good job, guys. Well said. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., as you heard in the interview I did with him after the race, um, man, he went up to every single crew guy and said, thank you so much for what you did today. I mean, he was so impressed with the job the whole 88 crew did. He must have been a team member. He had everybody on first name basis. He did, yeah. Next. <laughs> I just have to say that Lady Luck is a big old <laughs> With that said, hell yeah. <laughs> Considering everything that happened today, 
to rebound back to finish 12th and up a position in points, great job. Especially since next is Daytona. I know anything can happen in Daytona, but that's certainly one of Junior's best tracks. And he's had a couple of seconds there. Shots at wins lately. Obviously has won there in the past. You know, so. Had a good Daytona Speed Weeks at the beginning of the year. So, you know, we always, regardless of what the recent history at that track is, we always go in feeling optimistic because I like our chances with Dale Jr. behind the wheel. Next. Wow, I don't think there's a junior fan out there who watched all 267 laps and has been completely emotionally drained after the end of the race. That's the truth. I, I, I agree with that right there. What about you, Kelly? You, he thinks that there isn't. Oh, yeah, all of yeah, them are. Yeah, absolutely. It was emotionally draining yeah. to watch that race. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Cross to Taylor on a good weekend working for PRN. Hope he can do that in the future. Hell yeah. Appreciate you. you I'll be had to get that in there. You're one fan. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Your family member. That was, that was my brother. Uh, uh, I'll be back in Loudoun and in Bristol. I'm pumped to be back again. I can't That's wait. Super fast. Yep. Next. Jimmy f***ing Johnson running underneath Junior during the first five laps. Junior needs to pinch his ass down one or two times. He'll stop that stupid s***. Wreck his ass. I'm sick of this. Dale f***ing Junior. Jimmy Johnson. All right. Happy Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I, I Kelly, mean, this is all you. Yeah, that, that that will make for a real awkward relationship going forward. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, five more years in together. Yeah, Mr. Hendrick, we do not endorse that. <laughs> that was not our family member. Okay, guys, someone needs to get a hold of Kevin Harley. Ask him to find that lucky horseshoe up Jimmy Johnson's ass and give it to Junior so he can have some good luck. It's getting frustrating to see badass fast cars on the racetrack every week and have luck that ruins a great day. I don't want the horseshoe that Jimmy had yesterday. I want a fast car that they have every weekend is what yeah. I want because I'm telling you it all evens yeah. out. I don't think they need a horseshoe. Next. Ooh, boy, I tell you what, it was up and day on day for me. I'm sure glad to see the 48 spun out on the last lap. I hate my boy hit a tire, but, hey, that's part of racing. Get them iron heart, they'll yeah. <laughs> That's a good one to I end on it. right there. That's a great one to end on. We love Reaction Theater. Keep those calls coming. There are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. There's something for everyone. Go to DaleJRFoods.com right now to get yours today. Mr. Davis, let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy. It's sort of a slow week for Dale Jr. Uh, no extraordinary work to speak of, so he'll have a few days to get ready for Daytona this Saturday night. Now, Junior Motorsports will be having a winner's beer toast this week, and you ask why? Why? Josh Berry and the number 88 Speedco late model team. That's right. The boys scored their first go. win of the season at Hickory Motor Speedway Saturday night. I cannot wait to get in there and congratulate those guys. Dale Jr. loves the late model team. Kelly, you love the late model team. Absolutely. Speaking of Speedco, look for an announcement today out of Junior Motorsports regarding Speedco and our our, our nationwide series program. Some exciting stuff going on there. A shout-out to Great Clips. Now, if you didn't hear, Dale Jr. called in an emergency haircut on Friday at Kentucky in between practice and qualifying, and Great Clips came through in the clutch. Dale Jr. even credited his spiffy new cut for helping him win the pole for the Quaker State 400. So big thanks to our friends at Great Clips, a great sponsor. Finally, I mailed out some more Dirty Mo Radio decals this week to, to some winners via Twitter, so pay close attention to our Twitter feeds for ways to get your very own Dirty Mo Radio decal. They're rare, and they're very, very unique. You want one. 
Uh, you can follow us at, at Dirty Mo Radio, at Mike Davis 88, at Taylor Z Radio, at Earnhardt Kelly. And that's K E L L E Y. That's and right. I'm not going to spell Earnhardt because if you don't know how to spell Earnhardt, right. then you're not a fan of this uh, podcast. But uh, we thank everyone uh, for joining us. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, that's important to us. Please. For Kelly Earnhardt Miller, for Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. Thanks to Dustin as well. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJRFoods.com.